Hello. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome back to Transpanic. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Misinformation. A Transpanic story. A Transpanic story. Uh, yeah. Welcome to Misinformation. A love story. I'm Jeremiah. And I am Ashley. And we are... Transpanic. Transpanicking. No, I'm just kidding. Um, that's what people are doing. Yeah. They're grabbing Transpanic. Trans it's like panic. Satanic Panic of the 80s. Yeah, it is. It was a nothing burger then. It's a fucking nothing burger now. Yeah. Well, wa- welcome back to part two. Yes, we covered a lot and uh, we've got more to cover. Yeah, we're going to jump jump right back into the good shit. I've been approached in in different jobs several times in the past when somebody finds out that I'm gay and show up at my desk and basically are like, you know, I I don't have any problem with people being gay. I just really think that you need to keep that to yourself because it's very inappropriate. Oh, fuck off. You know, and it's like, why? Because I bet you, Karen, at my desk, you know, you're upset because you're thinking about me fucking. Yeah. Why don't you keep this to yourself? Go back yeah, to your desk, why, you dumb you, fucking this, bitch. This is inappropriate right now. Right. Like, you need to go away. It, you it, didn't walk up to fit. her desk and say, yeah. I know you're straight or I know you're religious and I think that's great, but just don't... You didn't do that. Yeah, that's you know, happened to me at least thrice. I have I cannot believe that. That's. I mean, I can, but that <laughs> sucks, Ashley. It's like, they're so afraid of indoctrination. Yeah. Well, when Karen showed up at my desk, I was like, look, this is inappropriate. And to teach you a lesson, I'm going to fuck your cubicle mate (laughs) in front of you. I I actually really like that. Um, I (laughs) tell Jessica I'll be by around one. Here I come. (laughs) I I once had a couple of... um, ladies who kept coming to my fucking door with like church pamphlets mm. and I got so annoyed that I definitely opened the door and they were there there again for like the third or fourth time and I'd asked them to stop coming and I was like if you don't stop bringing your religious shit to my house me and my boyfriend are gonna fuck in your front yard <laughs> and they like and like ran away that's I, hilarious yeah, I mean I didn't mean it I was single at the time um so I lied but there is no god so yeah. I'm, I'm not going to hell for it that's okay we're Some, so funny. We're so funny, you and me. <laughs> <laughs> All the departures. Sorry, Logan. Uh, please still love us after this. Yes, please do. <laughs> oh, God. All right. So where does this bullshit come from? I would love to know. Straight from hell. Um, <laughs> do you want me to guess? I could make a guess. What's your guess? Well, my first thought is religion, number one. But, okay. Um, probably some loud asshole that people listened to one time and then it just spread like wildfire. Well, we can do an entire uh, episode on Jordan Peterson, which we actually have Canada to thank for. Um, and we probably will at some point. I think that Jordan <laughs> Peterson will be a good, uh, you know, he's he's some low-hanging fruit when it comes to content. But actually, I, d- I didn't have any, either of those things. It's actually from what I put together, uh, at least my theory, what things are pointing to, reactionary politics reactionary politics we we should do we definitely should do an episode on what's his name jordan peterson Jordan kermit the frog i just have to say that because canada rarely fucks up that when they do it's like we really have to like hold it against them right i I heard somebody (laughs) say that there are no mid canadians we either get like really awesome canadians or what the fuck jordan peterson-esque like justin bieber I'm just kidding. Is he good or bad? Bad. Ew. Bad. Okay. Shit's Creek. Yay. Yay. Justin Bieber. No, no, thank you. No, you can have him back. Return to sender. Return to sender. 
Jordan Peterson, return to sender and block. And block, please. Please. Revoke his passport. Um, no, we'll so, definitely do an episode on it. But you're saying reactionary politics is what's reactionary politics, and uh, and I mean reactionary politics and conservative strategy. So enlighten me. I I'd be. I happy, can't wait to hate this. I'd be happy to. Here we go. So Wikipedia describes a reactionary in the context of political science as somebody who has a strong traditionalist conservative political perspective of a person opposed to social, political, and economic change. Wow. Sounds familiar. Sure does. Reactionary ideologies can be radical in the sense of political extremism in service to reestablishing past conditions. Like make America great again? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Wow. That entire slogan is based on reactionary politics. So based on that, I think that we can agree that the political discourse and like the subsequent bills uh, targeting trans people that we're seeing is it's all based on reactionary politics. Aside from that, how many fucking interview like street interviews have you seen over the last couple of months of people being like, well, you want to make America great again? When was it great again? And every one of them are like the 1950s. Yeah. Specifically, not the 40s because... World War. Yeah. Not the 60s, because that's when, like, Hippies. the liberation yeah. <laughs> began. But Women flip and, yeah. Yeah, they really had it down in the 50s. Well, they loved, yeah, because uh, not everybody had their rights, but white families were doing pretty well, right? White families were doing pretty well. Yeah, a very, you know, in the very specific part of the population yeah. was doing well, and others not so much. So I know that the New York Times can be a little hit or miss these days. Yes. They've they've really written some bangers in a bad way lately. Yes. But they did recently write an article called How a Campaign Against Transgender Rights Mobilized Conservatives. And I found it to be very interesting because it basically pointed out that this was born out of the fact that conservatives lost the fight on gay marriage and they needed a new hinge issue to galvanize their base with. All right. So I have this part of the article, quote, it it has reinvigorated a network of conservative groups, increased fundraising and set the agenda in school boards and state legislatures, which absolutely. Yeah. So the article also points out that this path was something that was very, very carefully planned by conservative organizations and sought to harness emotions around gender politics. So they were already pissed off that gay people wanted to get married and now they want you to get pissed off about people not fitting neatly into one of two boxes when it comes to gender norms or wanting to transition between any part of those norms. So uh, framing the issue for trans youth around parents' rights has also created a mechanism to push for shit like banning books and curriculums that teach about racism um, also banning books that mention that queer people exist, as we were just talking about, at all under the guise that it is pornography. Um, so, yeah, this was when I was reading this article, uh, they were they pointed out that they it was basically a hateful brainstorming session where they just went in and threw a lot of shit at the wall. And they came out from that session and were like, trans people are it. That's what we're going to do. It's, you know, to the point about they lost the fight on gay marriage. That was a huge mechanism to galvanize their base before. Yeah. And now they're also in the very interesting uh, position, conservatives are, where they won the fight on abortion rights. And we're seeing those rights taken away in so many places. But the reality is even conservatives in a majority sense aren't on board with such 
tight restrictions. Right. So, you know, that was a big point to galvanize the base. But now, even though they can, you know, they can't even go out there and say, look at what we've done because it backfires because yeah. the voter, the voters don't actually want that. So brilliant. Oh, abortion comes up. Oh, abortion. Wait, trans people. Oh, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Oh, this is what we really need to be talking about. This is what we need to be screaming in a corner about quickly inspect the genitals. Like <laughs> they're getting rodged. <laughs> <They're> getting... <laughs> oh no. Uh, yeah. Wow. But I think it, it's, it's, Interesting to me that this really seems like a very cohesive uh, Republican, like conservative, like effort. Yeah, yeah, effort because they they did lose and they continue to just lose. constantly losing. Yeah, and they they're also not organized in any way with anything else. So it's just like interesting that this is working. But yeah, yeah, you know, again, I may not articulate this well, but I do think that there is. I think that for white men, and we have a lot of them in char in leadership, right? Mm. I think that they are terrified of the idea of sort of blending gender, yeah, into this in this way that we don't really acknowledge it. I, I'm actually trying really hard if I don't know if I see that there's a name like Sarah, mm -hmm. but I and I'm you know talking about that person, but I don't I don't want to say she right. because I don't know how they identify. So I'm trying to get really good at saying they and them. Right. I, and we might have talked about this. I think that for a lot of straight guys, there are straight guys who bring lots of great stuff to the table. I'm not saying that mm -hmm. they don't. But there are a lot of straight guys who really lean on the fact that they're a man yeah. to get where they need to go and that their masculinity is what they bring to the table. Yeah. Give me what I want because I'm a man. Because I'm a man. And yeah. like, you know, it's interesting that you have in a family dynamic between a hetero couple, mm -hmm. man and a woman, and they have a family. We always look at moms as being these superheroes that can do all of this shit because they fucking can. Because they have to. Because they of have cases. to. Because dads are completely inept. You send the dad to the fucking store with a grocery list. He's not coming back with everything that's on that list. And you know that for, for He probably fact. didn't even go to the right store. Exactly. So I think they rely on masculinity. That's so important to them because they were taught as boys that you have to be this masculine. Don't cry. Don't do this. You know that you have to be tough always. And when we start blending that, masculinity becomes less valuable to the world. Mm -hmm. And that means that they have less to offer mm -hmm. because they won't learn other skills. They won't learn how to plan things like their wife will or learn how to go grocery shopping or learn how to do the dishes the right way or put things away the right way. God fucking forbid you learn where the spoons go, George. <laughs> no, but that's gay. Instead of doing that, <laughs> exactly. Instead of doing that, they rely on this masculinity. Yeah. And when we start blending it together and saying gender doesn't really fucking matter so much so that you know, or it doesn't matter the way we think it does, that it can be all sorts of things. You can have people that are pansexual or asexual or transgender, whatever the fuck. It doesn't matter. When you start doing that, I think it really scares them because they go, then what are we going to bring to the table? And that might be not smart. I mean, maybe mm. that's not a smart thing that I just said, but I believe it. No, I think it, I th it resonates with me, I think. You know, if, if that man is probably, to your example with the spoons, living in fear, if he figures out where those spoons go, he probably knows that he's immediately going to get rodged. Rodged. <laughs> Just. <laughs> he's going to wake up the next morning and his whole world is going to be upside down. Yeah. The you gender dysphoria will be palatable. Yes. His name will be Roger. Yeah. No, I think it's, it's funny to me also when I was just thinking about that, that masculinity with cisgendered men 
and you know, oh, strong. Oorah, yeah. Yeah. No, no emotions. I'm a badass. But then at the same time, they're like, honey, can you come and wipe my ass? I just pooped. I just pooped. I made a, <laughs> I made a stinky and I need yeah, your help. It's like this simultaneously, you know, man's man. I'm going to take a, take a tree down with my bare hands. But like I I need my wife to make sure I have clean undies because well, I can't I can't I can't like, do I, it. I need I am simultaneously this like virile man of the earth and a child that is entitled to the care that my mother gave me from my wife now. Yeah. yeah. It's so strange. It is strange. Was it you that was telling me the story about uh, the woman who was getting ready for vacation. Yes. So I was watching a TikTok <laughs> and this was so good. And it was just a story about a woman who, she, you know, she's telling the story about how uh, she needed to get ready for a party that the, that her and her husband were having. And she asked her husband to help her out mm-hmm. and she couldn't find him. And he was like out cleaning the shed. And she was like, that's not where the party is, bro. Right. Like, why do you do this? And it was this. Then she took that and read all of the comments that she got, which were all similar stories. But there was one where a woman said that she was packing up for the entire family to go on vacation. And she said she told her husband, all you need to do is go get new underwear, go to the store and buy new underwear for yourself. Um, you know, because I'm not packing any of the ones that you have. You need new underwear. And they got went on vacation and they got there and realized that he had bought the wrong underwear. He bought all boys underwear because he didn't know what section of the store he was supposed to go to to get his underwear. Wow. So I bet he operated a vehicle to get to that store. I, yeah. Well, like that's that is scary, scary to me. Yeah, scary, <laughs> scary shit. But like it's it's stuff like that. And I, I think Ron DeSantis is a really good example of sort of the guy that I'm picturing because he is trying to ban all of this shit. Right. He is he has put himself on this really high fucking horse. He feels like such a tough man doing all this stuff with trans people, with abortion, with books, with all this shit. But what he doesn't realize is that we're all looking at him like you are such a tiny little boy right now. Like yeah. you do not look strong. I think people that understand that can try and understand somebody else, even though they've never walked in that in that uh, lifestyle, mm-hmm. when you try to understand them, that is strength to me. Right. When you are asking questions, you know, I know a lot of people who don't like, you know, excuse me. I know a lot of people in my family who I don't talk to anymore who would not like trans people. Mm-hmm. We don't talk for many reasons, but that is certainly one of Same. them. Yeah. But they've never talked to one. They've never, no. they've never tried to learn more. Not that trans people, it's their fucking job to teach people how right. to be compassionate it's not right you don't want to walk up to somebody and be like you have been chosen to educate me <laughs> incorrect yeah exactly no that's not how it should don't go. do that if you are somebody anybody in my life mm-hmm. that can't support trans people and this is like the test that i that i right that i use we cannot associate we can't be we can't be friends we can't be family members and that might be really harsh but i also understand what it's like to live uh in such a way that you have no control over it, but people hate you for it. Right. And I refuse to let anybody in my life who will do that to a community that I'm not necessarily, I mean, they're a part of LGBTQ community, but I'm not trans, but I, I know that you're vulnerable and I know that you need support. Mm-hmm. And if, if you're, if you don't, can't support that community, then you can't support mine. So get the fuck right. out. Like we're family on this. So anyways, that's sort of a departure, but I just, I don't know. I think that it really is a, a sensitive thing. It really upsets me when I hear the rhetoric about it. Um, it yeah. shouldn't be this hard. No, it shouldn't. But it's, you know, it's unfortunate that the conservative movement in America cannot seem to galvanize support, win elections, whatever you want to call it, 
without demonizing the shit out of I should I well demonizing but othering people yeah othering minorities whether it's trans people whether it's queer people in general whether it's people of color they really galvanize their base through hatred because and I think this is something we've talked about before there <laughs> there are no real policies in American conservative politics, no, it's all it's <laughs> hatred. The, yeah, there's no, you know, how will that make how will that enrich what you're suggesting? Exactly. How does that enrich our lives? So many people who are on, you know, supporting this issue in uh, conservative politics are like their lives are not improved in any way no. by policies that are enacted so by Republicans. Yeah. <laughs> That's why they're so angry. Vote Democratic if you want people to actually, if you want your life to change for the better, stop with Republicans. The go anybody who's listening right now, go around to everyone you know and ask them, have you ever been in the bathroom with a transgendered person? And see what they say. It's either going to be no or Yes. And if you ask what happened, they'll say nothing. Like, that's it. Nobody has ever been in the bathroom with a transgender person and something really bad happened because oh of that. Oh, my God. Also, and I think this is so interesting. And again, I don't think I'll articulate this because what happens is I drive over here and I get super passionate and then I can't think of my words. We need to do the podcast in the car. Yeah, that's okay. right. When I'm like warming up. It'll be very safe. Yes. <laughs> but the thing like, okay, so... You're afraid that a transgender person is going to go into the bathroom. Let's say there maybe it's a straight person who's dressing up as a woman pretending to be transgender so they can get access to the bathroom and sexually assault women or girls or whatever. That's your theory. First off, it doesn't happen. Mm. But we'll set that aside. If it if that's your fear, number 1, whether it's legal or not, men who want to sexually assault women mm -hmm. will figure out a way to do that. It, yeah. That bathroom door with a sign on it is not going to stop them from going in there if they think they can get away with it. Mm -hmm. Well, it's also, it's not just the bathrooms. And this is actually, you brought up a good point. I, I almost would like to do another episode that's specifically around misinformation about trans women. Because there are these really tricky arguments that they make, to your point about the bathroom, well trans woman that's not an authentic experience so we're just going to misgender this person and say that you're a devious man who's trying to gain access to that bathroom for you know sexual purposes or other devious um you know purposes and i actually had an experience when i used to work at a domestic violence shelter where they would not admit a uh, trans woman to the shelter specifically they were like well she's pr you know the other women are going to freak out if they see a dick Literally, that's almost verbatim what the shelter workers were saying at the time. And I was like, that I think is an entire episode that I would like yeah. to dive into because, you know, it's these these devious male fant fantasies that they apply to trans women that they don't apply to to cisgendered men. It's so, oh my God, it makes me so pissed. I know. Let's like, let's do that. Let's do an episode. Let's do it. And and until then, we can all just agree. Mm -hmm. Trans women are women. Yes. And just like women, they need to go into the bathroom to to have a little poop sometimes. <laughs> everybody, everybody poops. Everybody poops. Every, even, you got to go. Even you trans go. women, they got to go and they got to poop and they're going to do that and they don't want to be bothered about it. I think that that's I think I can speak for the trans community on that and say that <laughs> we're, everybody's everybody des deserves to take a shit in peace. Right. Just go. 
Just go. Go into the bathroom that you're like, it's just, it's so annoying to me. Even if I walked into the men's room, which this has happened to me before. And there's like a woman. Yeah. Identifies as a woman there. And her, the woman's bathroom is full. Okay. I don't give a shit. I don't care. I don't care. I'm going to just pee up against this little wall in this urinal and yeah. I'm going to ignore you and you can ignore me. Now, if you come over to me and start touching me, I'm going to be like, hold on. But Well, that's why she's there. That is why she's there. <laughs> but she wasn't dressed as a man. Oh. If she was dressed as a man. I see. She was there for I sexual see. assault. I see. It is really annoying. I did want to, um, I'm going to kind of read this to you. I found this uh, Time Magazine um, article that I thought was really interesting that talked about uh, trans rights, trans bills, and the religious argument, which the religious argument, um, I'm so sorry, it wasn't time. It was the human rights campaign. I apologize. Mm. The human rights campaign had this sort of uh, take on the religious argument, which is, you know, God created men and women. The Bible says that God created a man and a woman, not a pansexual person, not a trans person. And so that's like the, what they're sticking to, right? So the two points that the human rights campaign made that I thought were interesting was number one, it does also say that God's children were created in his image. So if that's true, then why did he create both genders if unless you you know identified as both mm-hmm. which oh. i know which i thought was i love that i did too i was like so well, yeah we we're all created in his image he created a man and a woman D- does that mean that god is both does that mean that he identifies as either or none mm-hmm. so i thought that was interesting the second one and this is a little bit more cerebral so sorry about that but i found this also interesting um the bible says that god created night and day it doesn't mention though dusk or dawn yet we allow for the spectrum to exist as god's creation so same for land and sea doesn't mention beaches doesn't mention any of that just land and sea so then why wouldn't we do the same for genders why wouldn't we allow spectrum to exist with genders when we allow it mm-hmm. for other things that are god's creation yeah that i thought was also very interesting so you know, I'm always going to come at it with the religious angle because right. fucking that's what I grew up with. And that's what I know, unfortunately. Yeah, I hear that. I mean, the conservative the conservative movement is largely the evangelical Christian national movement yeah. as well. So, Which is wild because Jesus definitely, if he existed, would not have been a conservative person. So mm-hmm. would have been more liberal. Like, honestly, right? like, you no. know, help your neighbor and take care of people. Yeah, he was all judging. about services. And- He's a fucking hippie is what he was. So... Yeah, I just I, I that that I think is really interesting, and I I'm tired of religion just in general being the reason why things can't exist the way they should. Yeah. Um. Unfortunately, it looks like we can thank like a conservative think tank for this mess. Yeah. And they just like spoke to the evangelicals, and they were like, "Yeah, let's burn it down." I mean, and I think that gender, specifically mm-hmm. masculinity, is really important in the religious community. It is. It is. God is, according to Scripture, a man. Mm-hmm. Okay, so number one, men have power, just because God's a man, they're men. Right then and there, right. there's a line drawn. Mm-hmm. But also, the Bible talks specifically about men and masculinity, and their what their leadership should look like, and it is certainly not feminine in any way. So I do think that there's a protection of masculinity within the religious community because the Bible says that there should be. So transgender people mm-hmm. are fucking encroaching on that biblical message. The biblical. It's so dumb. The bib- biblical sense. In the biblical sense. <laughs> no, thank you. No, thank you. No, thank decline. You. <laughs> 
So there is one thing I wanted to bring up. I don't want to bring it up, but I'm wondering if, if we can have a conversation about this without bringing it up. And you can tell me right now whether or not we're going to talk about this because it does affect both of us. Okay. I kind of a little bit want to talk about JK Rowling. I, yeah. And this is something that I think we could really do a deeper dive into if we do another episode that's specifically about around the rhetoric of trans women, because I, I feel like that's a good opportunity to talk about the TERFs. Yes. There are people that I would even consider, um, you know, really, you know, far left, not at all centrist Democrats. Good example was the uh, person that was literally fired from our wedding. She was going to stand up with me. Um, not because we were particularly close, but because we were initially going to go and do just a courthouse thing. Yeah. And Jack deserved a party yeah which was fucking <laughs> it was fun which, it, was, it was an epic party but best so, ever so to when day. she was when we were going to the courthouse she was going to come and fly out here and be my witness and when it changed into we're doing a wedding i was like well i guess you just got promoted to yeah my my person because we were just going to have one person stand up with each of us yes and then it, in the months leading up to it it came out that she was basically a turf and I was like, I, there's no, there's, there's no room for that. I was like, if you want no. to attend the wedding, you're still more than welcome to, but there's no, you're not standing up with me at all. And looking back, I wish I would have just been like, hey, don't, just don't talk to me anymore. I mean, yeah. I don't know. It, it was, it was really upsetting, but it's interesting to me how that issue does bleed into the liberal side of things. It is. I mean, it's it's definitely there's like a there's a lot of people who support it. I mean, what's wild is that when, you know, when Twitter was still around, mm. I did follow J.K. Rowling for a long time. I didn't know I didn't I had no idea that she didn't like trans women. I didn't know that I because I, I also didn't I followed her on Twitter, but I didn't really pay like that much attention or whatever. But when I started to learn about it, I was like, no, that can't be right. No, it's straight up fucking that's her her stance or whatever. Yeah. But I always would get into the comments thinking people were ripping her to shreds. They're not. They're like supporting her. And yeah, I couldn't believe that. It's just sad that this thing that I resonated with so much. And of course, now that we look back, there's a lot of problematic shit with that, right? Well, yeah, there's a list of things that's problematic um, about that. But I think that, <laughs> you know, trans radical or excuse me, trans exclusionary radical feminists, they're, listen, feminism is great. It's done some great shit. However, when you go back and you look at all of the different waves of feminism historically, we're always excluding and at times even actively shitting on a group of fucking women because, you know, look at like Gloria Steinem's, um, you know, era of feminism was like, this is for straight women. I'm not saying that Gloria Steinem said that, but yeah. during that area that that was it used to be we need to exclude the the lesbians yeah. this is not a space for lesbians Which she didn't she wasn't exclusionary no was she? she wasn't but that i think she's era, even come out in the last five or ten years saying that trans women are women yeah gloria steinem is is not the issue it was, but it was more era, referring to the era yeah, of feminism like the 70s like yeah women's second, second wave feminism yeah. there's always at each stage of the evolution of feminism or shitting on some population of women. A particular right, kind yeah, of exactly. woman. Yeah, exactly. And right now that is trans women. I personally don't see the why it's so, you know, I hear the reasons why trans women, quote, aren't real women. But it's like, I, I don't, I, gen, first off, gender is like not 
anything that's like really finite, right? Like it's right. It's kind of societal bullshit that we've sort of it, it, we constructed like gender right, right. completely right so gender norms when you they're made up like sports like sports <laughs> <laughs> they are like sports so but somehow we're protecting them like crazy but when, like when you have like the laverne coxes of the world or yeah. like um dylan mulvaney who's like really hot in the in, in you know media right now i look at them as women those are women to me right they identify as women whether they have the biological body parts or not it doesn't matter to me. No, I think it's just about respecting people being their authentic selves and trying to make space for them to feel safe being yeah. their authentic selves. Like that's yeah, I I think it's what I hope for in life anyway. Just yeah, I, yeah she's again. I think that let's let's definitely follow this up um, in another another episode where we can really dive into the issue of turfs and just some general fucking weird ass misinformation about trans women that's like what that's not a fucking thing no it's, it's not a thing they shoot lasers from their eyes <laughs> pew pew pew, pew. <laughs> oh, oh no. i missed it I missed oh it. you missed it <laughs> i missed that's that. okay god damn it oh god i'm just so upset um no i think i listen it's crazy how much hatred there is right now i feel like there's not anything i can do like i want to do something i want us to do something but like I mean, in what, two years, five over 500 anti-trans bills. Like, are you fucking kidding me Yeah, over a really problem? That's not work. even a problem. That's not even a problem. Exactly. And, and if you want to solve anything, I think that you should make it easier for trans people to get the care that they need. I would really love to, for all of those um, bills that were crafted to solve a problem that does not exist. I would really like to attach a dollar amount of the public funding wasted on on all all of these hundreds of bills to solve a non-existent problem that you're just again something born out of a fucking conservative think tank because they lost the fight on gay marriage Which, fuck off why is that why is that a problem like just because let they were it like go. we because we need so, the the conservatives need someone new to hate their entire their entire shit is about demonizing somebody and being like see Vote for me and I will continue to shit all over whoever, whatever that group is that we're, you know, determined to shit on right now. Makes me mad. Mm, yeah. Well, I mean, listen. Yeah. We always end these so like. Sad. This one, this one is a bummer. It is a bummer because like it's hard to like make fun I mean, of most it. Most of them are bummers. I did enjoy Raj. Raj but, was really good. Um, that, thank you for that. <laughs> I do. I I think what sucks is that this is a it's another situation where you want to laugh and you want to make fun of it and, may, and maybe we should because these people are dumb, so ridiculous yeah. and like just nonsensical. Yeah, you should. We shouldn't take you seriously at all. I want you to feel so tiny for your dumb ideas yeah but at the same time that i'm feeling like we should just uh, laugh, have a laugh and make fun of them people are dying like trans people exactly. are in such uh i mean there's a state of emergency mm -hmm. with the lgbtq community now and it's really scary i've had many conversations with my family members about this stuff and it's just didn't, i didn't canada recently issue a travel advisory for their LGBTQ did community Logan saying like stay the, stay the fuck out of America. Yeah. They're on one right now. Yeah, they're on a good one. Because <laughs> specifically don't go to Florida. Yeah, don't. Uh, Florida is... No they, one goes to Florida. No, I don't think there's hope. Just I let it sink. I don't think there's hope. I don't think that they can bounce back. 
to be honest. No, they're really, uh, yeah. They're losing money too, like fucking crazy. So mm. that's pretty cool. Fun. No, I just, yeah, good. Just dry out. Um, yeah, I, I, I hope that something can change. I hope something really good happens because it's just heartbreaking. Um, I hope we did this justice. I know we kind of, you know, tried to talk a little bit about the points that you mentioned in your email and hopefully it was an enjoyable episode for you. We're here to do the Lord's work, aren't we? <laughs> yes, we are. The Lord's work indeed. When the I Lord's say work the, misinformation. When I say the Lord, I mean Dolly Parton. Yes. All praise. All praise. Cool. Well, if you'd like to write in to request a misinformation episode, tell us a fun story about a drunk uncle you know, whatever, email us, misinfolovestory at gmail.com. And Matt, I know which ones you want to do so you don't have to write in. Yes, thank you. I've also, thank in. you to Matt for writing in when we were so sad and no one was writing in. Matt was really the first person who wrote <laughs> in to be like, I'm listening. I'm listening. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. We appreciate you. Yes. And we're cooking something up. We are. We are. Well, until until next time. We need a good outro. Like, try not to get Raj. Try not no. to get... <laughs> <laughs> Misinformational Love Story is hosted by Jeremiah Parker and Ashley Fournier. The show is produced by Lou Jay's Productions, LLC. Our cover art illustration is by Matt Parker at Pop Kill Art. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. The views expressed on Misinformational Love Story are host opinions and feature quotes from other media sources. The content in this podcast should not be taken as undisputable facts. 